This is How We See It, a look at issues that impact our faith and community. For the next few minutes, we'll explore topics with people who are making a difference in our world. This is How We See It. I'm Deacon Mike Sweeney, and our guest is Martha Vila. Martha's late husband, Hector, is really who we're talking about today, right, Martha? It is. He was my inspiration. And what happened in Tampa over the last several years is part of that inspiration. There's now a park named after your husband, Hector, and his six siblings? Six, a total of seven. Something that we just don't understand today is back in those World War II days and in the so many conflicts afterwards, groups of siblings went and served our nation. So tell us about Hector, your late husband, and how he ended up in the military. Well, Hector grew up in Tampa, Florida, with a family of 14 children, seven boys and seven girls. All of the seven brothers did serve our country and saw combat duty, and Hector served in the Marine Corps in the Korean War. It was a very unusual family, a very close-knit family, a very loving family, and I talked to my sister-in-law, and she says, the mother had enough love for all of the 14 children. There was no lack of love in the Vila family. 14 children. She yes. could have fielded her own baseball team, football team. I mean, yes. just amazing. Something we don't really see too often today. I'm still so proud of that story, and I think it continues to grow in me. And hopefully it'll grow in our 15 great-grandchildren that we now have. Fifteen great-grandchildren. Yes. Do you know all of their names? Yes, I do. Good for you. I can never even remember what I had for breakfast, so... I remember my grandchildren and the great-grandchildren. And you have two children? Two children, a boy and a girl, Hector and Desiree. And then we have six grandchildren, John, Carmen, Valerie, David, Danny, and Mackenzie. Good for you. I'm not going to make you name all the great grandkids (laughs) in case you leave any of them out. (laughs) We wouldn't want to do that. There's a park at the corner of 700 North Armenia Ave in West Tampa. And one of the goals for you, and especially for your husband, was you wanted that to be a patriotic corner. So tell us about the process of seeing just a plain old park with a plain old parking lot and transforming that into a patriotic hub. Well, the story goes that Hector was always very devoted to our country, as were all the other brothers. But with 14 children, they had a park two doors down. So the park was considered to be a great place for them to enjoy their childhood. He told me one day, he says, I've got an idea I want to share with you. And when he shared the idea that he wanted to do something in this city for his family, He said, I want to name a park after our family. I thought he was crazy, totally crazy. Why would this man from such a poor family want to do something like this? But he was determined, and we were a team that always worked together. So I supported that, and he walked in very proudly to the Tampa City Council with this briefcase, his story at hand, told them the story, and they approved the renaming of a park to the Vila Brothers Park. And it wasn't just because he was proud of his siblings or anything like that. This was because this is a family that served the nation, right? Correct. So five years ago, sadly, Hector passed away? Yes, he did. Are any of his siblings still alive? 
two boys and two girls. So four siblings total. Yes. They were able to see the progress and the opening earlier this year of the Villa Park? Yes. On May the 30th, we had the ribbon cutting for the Red, White, and Blue Park, known as the Seven Villa Brothers Patriotic Park in Tampa. Can you talk about the financial aspect of the park? Because you're taking just a plain old park and a plain old parking lot and making all of these upgrades. I'm sure, since nothing is free, Tampa had to commit quite a bit of money towards it, right? Yes, the Tampa City Council and actually all of the staff was so supportive. Of course, how could you refuse red, white, and blue? Nobody could refuse it. And it was through sheer desire more than financial support that this park became a reality. So the staff of the city took it on as a personal project as well? Yes, yes they did. The mayor supported it and $2 million was appropriated for the park. The park, when it was dedicated, we stood there and Hector said he wanted it to be for children to learn about our country, patriotism, and what Red, White, and Blue stood for. So the park is a totally red, white, and blue, including red trash cans. But everything in there is a red, white, and blue and honors the seven brothers. Is it a typical park with swings and teeter-totters and things like that? Yes, all in red, white, and blue. It has some shelters, and we hope to make an educational park where you can learn about our country and the duties, but nothing to do with war or violence but a peaceful nation loved by many, especially Hector and all his family. You know, you bring up a good point. Sometimes patriotic people can be labeled as pro-war, but your husband wanted peace. Total peace. No violence, no equipment to show any violence. Just love for country, red, white, and blue, and love for America. Was that something that he had before he went to war, or was that a result of being in war? I think both things. I think that he was grateful for his family of 14 to be able to survive, be educated, the opportunity that America offers every citizen. But then when he went to war, I think that was mostly when his brothers all went to war. I think it started at that point. And then when he went to war, he learned to love our country even more. Can you tell us the brothers' names and which wars they served in? Certainly, certainly. Joe and Willie were United States Marine. They served in World War II. Their third brother, Wilfred, served in Germany for the MIA. Hector and Robert served in Korea. Hector was a Marine. Robert was in the Navy. Hector was on the land. His brother Robert was on a ship shooting bombs right where Hector was. Wow. The next brother was Dino. Dino was the one that didn't see combat duty, but he was always combat ready. He was too busy getting married to his still wife today. Then Tony was in the United States Navy. He participated in all the Gulf Wars. And he served in the reserve for 25 years. So 50 years of armed combat in one family. Correct. That is amazing. You know, I'm thinking about a family of 14 kids, and that family started during the Depression, right? Yes. 
So it's interesting. How did that family survive? How do you feed, well, 16 mouths, counting the parents? And you know, they never had any welfare benefits, nor the mother, nor the father spoke English. But they were such a respectable family. They're very well thought of in the West Tampa neighborhood. And I've often spoken to people that knew them, and they all admired the discipline, the respect, and how well behaved. And they were all very religious. We're talking with Martha Vila. So, Martha, when did you meet Hector for the first time? And was it love at first sight? Yes, it was. Yeah? Yes, it was. We went to a school dance at a community center right on North Boulevard near the University of Tampa. His first words to me was, may I have this dance? I guess they were one of the last words, too. We were married for 67 years. He never asked me to marry him. He just wrote me because he left for Korea a couple of months after we met. And his first letter said, we're going to get married. We're going to build our house. And he kept his word. He kept his word. Did you make him get on his knee, anything like that? No. Nope. It was just his words. That was enough. That was enough. I was 16. He was 18. We married. I was 18 and he was 20. And we were married for 67 years. That's something we don't see a lot of today. No. And no. it works. And it works. It worked well for us. How? How? Why did it work so well for 67 years? Can you explain it? We grew up together. We started with nothing, so there was never a question about this is yours and this is mine. But the ambition that Hector had was quite unusual. And I think the support and love he had from his mother mostly was unbelievable. This lady, after raising 14 children, took care of grandchildren and great-grandchildren. Children never bothered her at all. And as I understand, during the war, when some mothers were short of milk, my mother-in-law, there were two children that she also fed from the neighborhood. She was quite a lady. What a sacrifice. Now, you had a sacrifice yourself, though. I think it was some of Hector's siblings were off serving. You were doing some fasting yourself for them, right? Not really. Huh? Hector was really my inspiration. I just kind of followed what he said and what he desired, but that has stayed with me through today. I think I wanted to leave the example that he wanted to leave for our children and for all children, all our country, all America. Which is why this park has now been redesigned. Correct. How often do you go to the park? The ribbon cutting was just a couple of months ago, and they dedicated a swing set in Hector and my name, and I like to go to the park and under the shade of the trees near the playground where they have a blue ground with seven stars representing the seven Vila brothers. I sit in my swing and enjoy just watching, but my mind also goes ahead of me sometimes and thinking what else we could do to improve the park, to stimulate people and children what America is and how we should love America. So how often do you just watch the people that are going through the park and do you ask yourself if they know about Hector and his siblings? 
I think it's been well advertised. I don't think they know about specifically Hector because Hector's just the messenger. I think we believe that God encourages each one of us to do something with the love he shows to us for us to show to people. But I have been so impressed with our city, the devotion they have grown for the park and the pleasure it is when they come to the park. I'm surprised at how surprised people are about what the three colors of red, white, and blue can do to an emotion of somebody. So all I hear is the park, the red, white, and blue. When you go into the park, that's all you see. And I think this lifts everybody's spirit. What do you think of today's generation? I ask this because you are talking about seven siblings, counting your husband, and their self-sacrifice was just off the charts decades ago. What do you think about today's generation of youth? And how would you compare the willingness to sacrifice of today's youth compared to generations ago? The lack of knowledge that we haven't taught them, just like Hector says. I learned all the military songs in school. And I'd like to tell you a quick story. When Hector was so thick and we wanted to exercise, he didn't really want to. But when I sang his Marine song, he would lift his legs to try and march. He was bedridden at that point? Yes. And he was still trying to march? Yeah, yeah. He always said, we have to start at a very, very early age, and we just have to devote our time and knowledge and vision to America and how to serve and behave in America. My mom, if she were alive right now, would smack me for what I'm about to ask you. How old are you? I'm going to be 90 August the 10th. We almost share a birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you, Deacon Mike. Thank you, thank you. As a 90-year-old, you've lived through those conflicts as well, including World War II. So talk about your experience of your loved one. Hector is overseas fighting in a war. What were you emotionally feeling in those days, and how did you get through it? Remember, back then we didn't have radio, we didn't have television. It was all in your mind what you... We knew it was war, we knew it was wrong, we knew it was bad, we knew it was dangerous. We could do here in America was really to behave well and to support it. Physically, there was not much we could do if we were just stayed home. I remember the air raids where we used to have to put the curtains down and close all the lights. We were just obedient to our country and what they ask of us. I'm about to show how ignorant I am, but we had air raids here? Yes. Yes, we did. Were you able to write to your husband, or did you just not know where he was? I still have my love letters. I've given them to my granddaughter, but I have all the love letters. He never failed to write. How often would you receive a letter from him? Three times a week. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. A whole box full, shoebox, completely full of letters. How would that work? If he wrote a letter today, when would you actually receive it? I think in about a week or 10 days, it wasn't as bad as I thought. It was pretty current. But I'll tell you what, Deacon Mike, Hector and I married Christmas Day. And he had come back from Korea. He was stationed in Paris Island. And as I mentioned before, 
he told me he didn't ask me. We were getting married, and he chose the date, and everything was fine with me. I was in agreement. After we got married, two days later, we took a bus back to Paris Island, and we were there until he was discharged from the Marine Corps. So eventually, peace came. Your family started growing over the years. What year did you have your first child? 1955. And then how about the second? 1957. During those years, can you tell us what your faith life was like? We came here to Christ the King. My children both were baptized here at Christ the King. And they came here for kindergarten in the first few years in grammar school. Then they went into public school, and the boy graduated from Jesuit. We've always been close to the church. I think the church is our first home. And we've enjoyed St. Lawrence for 42, 43 years we've been there. Our Catholic faith, this what keeps us going. When I lost Hector, the Lord became my companion. Mm. We're talking with Martha Vila, and we're talking about her late husband, Hector, who served our nation so well. Martha, can you tell me, while Hector was overseas, can you recall how you lived your faith, and were there a lot of rosaries being prayed for Hector? Not at that time. A young lady of 17, and, you know, there were no cars. You couldn't get to church easily. Faith is something that you store in your heart. You don't have to go around showing it. It's stored in your heart. And uh, I think I never lost that. All through the years. What would you say to a young man and a young woman who are considering joining military services? Do it. Do it. I see something in the military when we have events at the park and the military is involved. I see a pride that I don't see in civilian life. Hector's therapy was, or what he believed in, was the three R's, respect, responsibility and religion. And I think if we studied those and obeyed those three things, we'd have a pretty peaceful and easy time in life. Pull that apart a little more. Respect, responsibility, and religion. What do you mean by those three terms? Respect for our country, responsibility for our family, and love for the Lord. Three things that would change the world. Yeah. The three R's. Religion, responsibility, and respect. So you're 90 years old. How do you stay so young? How do you keep getting around? I don't know. There's something inside of me that every time I think I'm going to give up, something pushes me and says, keep going. I talked to a grandson last night, and I said to him, I'm going tomorrow to radio station, and I'm nervous. He said, well, why do you go? If I was 90 years old, I do what I want to do. But it didn't feel that way. Because if I don't do it and leave an example, how are they going to learn? How are people going to learn if you don't give them an example? That was Hector's philosophy, and that's mine. So you keep on pushing. Keep on trying to be an example. Can you tell us, if you're willing, about a difficult story in your life and how you got through it, how you pushed through it? Deacon Mike, and I think about my life, and I think about God dying on the cross, I've had it made. 
nothing could be more difficult than that story. And today, during all of this, I met a man who has united the Stations of the Cross with the Rosary. He's an official from our city, and he prays every day that combination. And I haven't found anything to beat that. So I think all of us have been pretty lucky when you compare our stories to his story. It's been pretty easy for us. Aside from the opening of this park, which is a true feat to have any sort of park renamed, really is a big deal because you're involving politics and sometimes that can slow things down. Can you tell us another event in your life when your smile could not be matched? At church at St. Lawrence, again, we're just a messenger. The Lord encouraged us to do the life stations of the cross with the youth, and we tried it not knowing whether it would be successful or not. And today I can tell you that this year we celebrated the 25th year of the Life Stations of the Cross at St. Lawrence by the youth community, and it's scheduled to continue again next year. You and, I'm assuming, Hector as well. Yes. He built the crosses, he built the podiums, he built the stage. Yes, we worked as a team in everything we did. It's really fantastic that you and Hector have worked not only on the park, where children can learn more about patriotism, but also in St. Lawrence, in your parish, where they learn about the sacrifice of a different one, this time Jesus Christ on the cross. Yes. We didn't know it then. We see it now. What do you want your legacy to be? To love God and love our country. Are you going to the park today? Yes. Right when we leave here, I'm going to meet a man about some flags. There are two flags. And it says, I stand for this one and the other flag that has a cross. And it says, I kneel for this one. Where is the park? The park is at 700 North Armenia Avenue. It's beautiful. You can't miss it. There's a beautiful monument with the pictures of all the seven brothers. There's a gate that says Vila Brothers Park with an American flag on it. And when you look in, all you see is red, white, and blue. Going to my swing, just swing and think and be thankful. When you say your swing, is it one of the swings on the swing set? No, it's a separate swing that was put there in honor of Hector and myself. It's got our name on it. Is anyone allowed to use it? I would share with anybody who wants to use it, yes. So while Hector didn't see the opening, at least feet on the ground, you know he saw it. Oh, he did. He was there. He inspired me. I hopefully in turn inspired others. Yeah, you sure have. No doubt about that. You're looking at one of them. Thank you. Well done. Thank you. It's been a great experience for me, and I hope my words can be heard by many. Come by the park, envision what Hector envisioned, and bring the little children. Bring the little children and start teaching them about sacrifice. Correct. Our guest today is Martha Villa. Visit her family's park at 700 North Armenia in West Tampa. And this is How We See It. Thanks for listening to today's program. This presentation and others like it are made possible by supporters like you. 
If you'd like a copy of today's program, make comments or suggestions, and to help us keep this important programming on the air, visit myspiritfm.com slash how we see it. Mm-hmm.